So you know how like people when they talk about like that week between Christmas and New Year's, so like that doesn't count, you know, you can just like do whatever. You don't have to go back to work or do anything. Um, I realized about halfway through January, that's just sort of how I treat January and February of every year. You know, it's just um yeah, I don't really think they count. You can just drink in the morning. It's fine. Yeah. Um Anyway, I'm having car trouble and I ran out of dry, bourbon. So some people do dry decided, January. I do very wet January. Oh, let me tell you, I was not doing dry January. I saw a post. I think it was actually it might have been Roswell who sent it to me. It was like, if you do dry January, you're an alcoholic. Someone just quote tweeted and went, "Woo!" And uh, <laughs> yeah, right. that was boy. Yeah, I did soaked all the way through January and the first week of February. But and so you physically could not. Yeah, and and yeah, to be clear, that's not me saying that my body was not allowing me to anymore. My body, oh, it wants to so badly. It wants to continue. It craves uh, it. And frankly, it so does it. my soul. Yeah, <laughs> I believe in dualism, and both parts of me yearn for more drinking. But I'm just trying I to drink everything yet. in my fridge, but all I have left is like artisanal beer from whenever I used to work at my old job and from when my roommate yeah. would bring it home. And I don't want to be drinking IPAs for the rest of this month. Yeah, see, that is the nice thing. You know, like, I know for a fact that I'm not quite at, like, alcoholism. Because, yeah, I, like, boy, I would be sitting, if there were artists, actually, maybe they, maybe I would drink them. No, probably not, actually. I'm going to be real. They're not but, good. Yeah, I, had, like, I don't enjoy them. Yeah, if I them. had, like, a bunch of, like, hipster IPAs sitting in my fridge right now, I'd probably still be complaining, like, man, there's just nothing to drink. What a yeah, terrible shame. Yeah, that's essentially it. I drank my last good one last night, and I was very sad. Yeah. Because the problem with the other ones is you look at them, you're like, well, I'll have you. I just need to be slightly drunk first. Exactly. Um, I just hate IPAs. I don't like the mouthfeel. Yeah. The mouthfeel is bad. No, it's bad. I also just don't really like beer in general, honestly. I like I think we've light talked beers. about this. Yeah, no, they're not bad. Like, Give me a lime and salt on a Dos Equis. I'll drink that every, yeah, all day. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Oh, yeah, like Literally classic, all day. Like, um. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress how often I will drink them. <laughs> <laughs> if you give them to me, they will be gone. Yes. Um, that used to be yeah. like my friend group's drink of choice. So they were just always at my house. Oh, so I, I grew accustomed to them very quickly because they were always in my house and everyone would drink them. So yeah. when my house was the hangout spot, no longer. I live a life of solitude now. Oh, don't I know? It. I actually don't live a life of solitude now anymore. The problem is that I'm like, I'm so used to my life of solitude that I've sort of forgotten how to have roommates. Um, <laughs> they like keep commenting on the fact that like I'll, I like silently enter the home and then just like glide up the stairs. They're like, Matt, we never know if you're home because I just sort of like <laughs> vanish. And then an hour later, I'll show up in my pajamas and like start making soup or something I'm like, oh, yo, dude, what's up? Um. I'm moving in six days, so that'll be oh. interesting to leave this place, which I feel like I've been in a weird, like, limbo state, like, living here but not living with my roommate. Yeah, yeah. It's so I think, Christmas like, a new space. Yeah, it's the space between Christmas and New Year's have been the last two months. Um, yep. In so many ways, my life has changed drastically in the last two months, and this is the space between Christmas and New Year's. Was Christmas me breaking up with my ex? Who is to say? I, or maybe it was New Year's, you know? Yeah. No. Did we figure out, was it the exact same day, or was it, um... No, but it was very close. Yeah. What an interesting, what interesting lives we have led. Uh, Mine was the day before my mom's birthday, I think, or the day after, one of the two. All right, well, hey, happy birthday to your mom. Right? Because my mom and my aunt, because they're twins, were in, uh... Like, oh, very yes, close. This, this tale now. Yes. Um, and I had to go and be like, happy birthday. And they were like, how's your boyfriend? And I was like, oh. Like, well, funny you should ask. Um, funny you should ask. No. Yeah, no, after my last breakup, it was very funny because, like, 
breaking up with someone who doesn't go to the same school as you is very weird because there's people Mm -hmm. who will like six months later just assume that you're still dating um they'll be like hey i haven't seen you with this person in a while and you're like yeah crazy yeah someone was like yeah how are they doing and i was like i could not tell you and they're like what do you mean i was like well let me tell you <laughs> well, i mean quite a bit by that <laughs> i did see a tiktok of theirs that i'm not sure if it was about you but i've been assuming it is and i think it's very funny to assume that i'll send it your way Please do. I simply must. I'll have um, to very interesting. Um, <laughs> hmm. They just casually mentioned one of their exes in a thing that they said to them, and hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't have my phone with me, so I need to just sit and think about that for a little bit now. Um, can you watch TikToks on a on browser? Send it to me on Discord, and I'll just uh. I'll open it up it. and we can, we can just a hear lot. a silent live react. Yeah, this I have I've been told. Um, I yeah. may have to do it whenever I can actually listen to it and figure out. What no, you're is. good. While you scroll, I can just sort of like the same. Um, it's been a, a fairly chill week for me, actually. Um, we're reading No Country for Old Men in my American literature class. I don't remember if I mentioned that already. Um. It's one of two American literature classes I'm in. And uh, yeah, I'm the only person there who's read the book before, aside from the professor. And um, I, I did find it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> we, um, we just reached the, the portion of the book where like Moss has his like shootout with Shigur at the hotel. Um, which means that the next section, spoilers. For No Country for Old Men is going to be the part where Carson Wells gets his fucking head blown off. And I'm quite excited to see how the class reacts to that, because in our discussion on Friday, there were a lot of people going like, he's a really interesting character. You know, I think he provides some much needed contrast with Anton Chigurh, like thematically and uh, physically. And I'm going to stop talking for a second so I can watch yeah, this. Yeah, the the comments are what made it interesting oh, no. to me, and I know you can't see those, but it, <laughs> I, I know it probably wasn't you, but if it is, I think that's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to set forth on this journey. Give me one <laughs> more. Hmm. I don't think that was me. Um, I don't think it was either, but I've been imagining it was and thinking it's very funny. Oh, no, it's very funny. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no comments. No further comments. Your no Honor. further comments. Um, I'm going to plead the fifth on this. What, what does Matt um, said to his ex? Was to say. I mean, <laughs> nothing lightly. Um, <laughs> that's that's probably for the best. That'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be nuts. <laughs> Matt, yeah. if you ever contacted anybody you've ever been even talked to in the past, I'd be a little bit concerned for your mental health. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's... Nothing about them specifically, honestly. It's more just, like, any of your past choices. Yeah, no, like, just my disposition also, I feel like. Because even, like, the people I've... Even the people I dated, like, in the past who, like, you know, I have nothing but goodwill towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be kind of weird if I'm reaching out to them. I'm like, it hey, how have you been? It would be. It's not I a guess... good sign. Technically, somebody from your past has reached out to you and invited you to an event. Yeah, no, look, if we're in the same space physically, I feel that it's natural to speak. But other than that. (laughs) But you going out of your way would be a little bit concerning. Yeah, it's a strange vibe. You ever gone back to one of your exes? No. Me neither. I am going to keep it that way. I think that it's weird to go back. Yeah, you you can't do that. That's admitting defeat twice over, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like the first time you're like, well, this isn't working. And then the second time you're like, and I'm lonely again. Um, yeah, I, look, sometimes you're lonely again. That's fine. There's a mentality you know. of the I'm going to go back to making fun of Zoomers now of Zoomers on TikTok talking about dating. And oh. um, they're what like, the just Zoomers go back for? until you hate them. Oh, that is the worst advice I have ever no, you know what? That's baller. Um, I'm not gonna say it's good advice. I am gonna say it rocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just go back until you hate them. 
What? So is that like they're just advice for dating in general or is that their advice for like getting over an ex? Getting over like, somebody. Getting over an ex is go back until you hate them. Yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty bad advice, especially because like if you it's like I love watching like, you know, there's that brand of like girl pop music that's been getting big mm-hmm. on TikTok where it's like I wrote a song all about like not giving a shit about your ex anymore. And the whole song is like very clearly them giving a shit about their ex yeah it's like well you wrote a song about it it seems like this Mm -hmm. this sort of matters to you at least a little Mm -hmm. bit you know there's Uh, a couple tiktokers that i watch that like unabashedly still give a shit about their ex and that's more enjoyable to me oh absolutely that's way funnier just like them constantly spiraling and then being like i don't there's one that i was watching where this girl was like i was on a date with this girl and one and somebody that watched my TikToks came up to me and started talking about how funny it is that I talk about all these men I go on dates with and how awful they are and how I'm still in love with my ex. <laughs> Damn, that I mean, Nightmare shout out to whoever scenario. did that. That's so sick. That's so Going funny. like I'm going to ruin this person's date. Like it's over yep. for you. Saying yeah. saying them being like, hmm, big fan. Would be a shame if something would happen. Mm. Yeah, it'd be a shame if uh, you had another bad date to talk about. <laughs> joy. Um, yeah, Doug's own listeners, if you're true fans, you will show up to wherever I'm at. Whenever I finally go on that one date this semester that I keep. Boy, the uh, sand slipping through that hourglass a lot faster than I expected it would. When yeah. I said that at the start of January, I got to admit. Whenever I go on that one date, I want several Doug's own fans to approach and just say their favorite bit that I did. Um mm-hmm. Because frankly, if she's still interested after that, she's the one, and it's probably time for us to get married immediately. So you, you'll save us both a lot of time. I did uh, recently bring back up the date that I had, and I've talked about it on here before, where the guy started quoting my bits back at me, and then projectile <laughs> vomited afterwards. And again, baller move. I hate to admit it. Maybe but I should have gone on a second date, you know? But he left an impression, and that's what he really did. matters. You know, it's. He really did. Uh, it's like when there's care. like a guy on The Bachelor and you're like, clearly he's just here as like a gimmick. But you know what? I'm enjoying this. I, watched, I don't know what I mean by that. I have not seen much of The Bachelor. One of the uh, only seasons I've seen of The Bachelor was like the absolute craziest one where there was the guy on it that was just absolutely a crazy person. There, He's oh, the one I with the I've clip where he like looks up the definition of sociopath and holds it up to the camera and goes, yeah. I'm the opposite of that. And Hey, see, this is my point. That's so cool. She That's breaks up with him bit. twice, and he says no and comes back both times. And she's like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. That's the thing. Look, everybody forgets there's a social contract in a relationship. And, you know. If you um, say no, what are they going to do? Yeah, look, that we've talked about. happened to one of my friends in real life in high school. Oh, I remember you telling me. Yeah. That. It is crazy. That's the thing. Look, everybody talks about consent of the governed. We've forgotten about the consent of the dumped. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes they just go like. Nah, I didn't sign that social contract. I think we're still dating. And objectively, you aren't. But doing that on the bachelorette, where the especially because he's television? very obviously like gaslighting her the entire time. See, that's and like it's recorded. This. Yeah, we've talked about me going on the bachelorette before. I think I don't know if it's crazier to like do the things that I was joking about or that. Because, no, like, his arc is just absolutely insane. One of the first controversies he d- gets in is they're, like, playing rugby on a group date. And he just, like, absolutely demolishes this guy physically. Like, tackles him to the ground. And he goes, well, he was going to hit me. I saw him clinch his fist. You know what? <laughs> and she's like, well, you're right. That's, I, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I hate to admit it. I really respect that. Just, like, looking at these other men and going, like, I will destroy you. Like, I need... <laughs> To eliminate all competition. Oh, it was. Hang on, I don't on remember. On the it was. second date, it's a talent show, and he gets mm-hmm. on the mic and goes, "I'm falling in love with you." On date two, and she's okay with it. Like she's like, "Oh, this is so sweet." And the rest of the guys are just so pissed off. Yeah, because of course they are. I mean, I think be- a guy that unicycled went home that week. You know how much cooler unicycling is than saying you're in love with somebody unicycling for me at least is sort of like playing the bagpipes where it's like boy this i think it depends on what you're like as a person outside of that mm-hmm. talent well this guy was an icon yeah he, exactly his like introduction unicycles way oh he's not than, chill but oh, his uh, his introduction was my name is john paul jones my friends call me john paul jones so you can call me john paul jones 
Okay, yeah, never mind. I love this guy. Um, <laughs> He's so good. IP to John Paul Jones. Was he like explicitly named after the uh, revolutionary era pirate who fought Probably. for America? Probably. I don't. How much do you know about that guy? Is a side note. Not a ton. Every now and then I go back down the rabbit hole of researching him. He was insane. Um, he would just like. Yeah, he he was just like he worked as a privateer for America during the Revolutionary War. And at one point, if I remember right, like almost single handedly captured a British gunship from a rowboat. That's I don't know if I'm remembering that right or not. I do know that there was a town in Britain or in England specifically that like in the like in the 1900s gave him a posthumous pardon because the mayor was just like, nah, this guy was so so cool. cool. It's okay that he raided our coastline. We like him, actually. He's allowed, um, which is so funny. He was objectively not only committing treason, but also piracy. Like the two things that, as anyone who's seen Pirates of the Caribbean knows, will get you killed by the British crown immediately. Yeah. And um, and they were just like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, bygones. But. uh, I don't know. I think that. I think that The Bachelorette was really a precursor to TikTok brain rot dating. Hmm. I think Wait, that, elaborate on this thesis. I'm just, okay. I, I think, okay. Broadly, I so, think I support it, but I want to hear. I want to yeah. hear a little bit more before so I. So the Bachelorette I slash the Bachelor really appealed to like Middle America conservatives and made them think about kind of like what dating is and made them have to open up their definition of it into more things than just mandates woman they get married they don't have sex until marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like part of, part of the season I was talking about is the, the crazy guy tells her, if you had sex with any of these other men, I don't want to be with you. And she immediately goes, well, I fucked in a windmill four times with this other guy. And it's like this big gotcha moment where everyone cheers for her. And the guy well, that I she mean, fucked in the windmill four times also doesn't win. Oh, that's so funny. Now I'll admit, it's not quite that I'm conservative about this. I do think that just sort of the idea of the bachelor or the bachelorette it's is crazy. Crazy. Yes. Yeah. She's that's like hanging out with a group of dudes that she's with. Being okay <laughs> with the craziness has opened people up to being okay with the craziness that is mm. like online dating and like multi dating and the TikTok dating and also like the grand like romantic the- gestures being more um, like valued more than just being a decent person, I think yeah, is okay. really like exemplified that. on TikTok where people are like, would you love me if I was a snail? And that matters more. <laughs> They're like, well, he said yes. So I don't really care that he cheated on me seven times. Yeah. See, here's the thing about that. I know that you're not saying that The Bachelorette caused us to go down a slippery slope to polyamory. But no, that's I am exactly saying what I'm that. saying. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad that we're on the same page about this. I was gonna yep. say, I'm like, I'm, I am saying this, and I think you you're know right. that that so, was somebody's sexual awakening to like. Oh, absolutely. There's someone some, was like, I can date multiple people. Yeah, some deeply narcissistic woman looked at this and she was like, I would love to have four men who are it constantly actually started with my the attention. Men. It was the it man with, with a bunch of women. Yep. It was just the Bachelor for a long time, I think, before the Bachelorette came around. The polygamous. Bachelorette is a spinoff. Interesting. I, in my head, it went the other way around, but I guess it makes sense because the want Bachelorette more... is not what I would call that show if the Bachelor didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what I'd call it, but not the Bachelorette. Lady hmm. makes men fight over. Her. That's what I'd call that show. It's just yeah. I feel like uh, the Bachelorette is somehow more dramatic than the Bachelor, which a lot of people would assume oh, the other way because like. 20 girls with one guy is not as crazy as 20 guys with one girl at all. Yeah, no, and weirdly enough, it does make sense because I'm thinking about it, right? And it, I can't explain why because when I think about it, right, like I I know equal amounts of like men and women who have had like crazy drama in their dating lives, mm-hmm. either because of the people they're dating or because they're the problem. Yeah. And I, well, I don't love all those people because most people I know have had some dating drama but i love many of those people even the ones who have been the problem i'm not saying anything about myself in this one uh but you know sometimes uh that but we've all been yeah, the problem just, before right yeah actually now that i'm thinking about it, i think that this is entirely informed by pennsylvania girl which is to say i know for a fact that 
even having two guys who are interested in the same girl and know that fact who are just in a confined space for more than an hour or two is going to lead to some crazy events occurring. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's just part of the girl experience is being a lot more open with your friends about who you're into. And the yeah. the opportunity for two people to be into the same guy and knowing about it is a lot higher because of like. Yeah, more, that's actually. Yeah, that's a very not interesting even like point. emotional vulnerability, but just like you. T- I feel like you talk about that more as. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that might be that might be why, because, yeah, I, I was also thinking about that, like with guys, it's sort of, I mean, some people call it like the bro code or whatever, but I feel like even in cases where that's not the case, it's just sort of like an unspoken rule. If someone like expresses interest in a girl, you're like, well, hands off, right? They call dibs. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, it can quickly become that, which is uh, its own <laughs> thing, but also just like, I don't know. No, yeah. Feels, and right? I feel like but, if the girl shows interest in one of the other people, that's different than. Yeah, exactly. Then like having like, like a you like this of, person, well, I also like them, so that sucks for you. Yeah, but I actually no, you're right because I know there's a at my school actually there was a uh, I was learning that boy I'm so glad that I'm I'm getting I'm becoming like friends with most of my friend group is girls now again. Um, and I love the friends with the opposite sex is way more fun than people give it credit for. Yeah, oh, so, and so part of it is like I so I've been open about this before like the the schoolhouse boys. Um, Mm-hmm. Nick and Dylan and everybody else who was in that crew. That was like the first time I had a group that was like mostly men, like a friend yeah, group. That's uh, how I was. I didn't have a mostly and, um, until college. Yeah. And um, boy, I missed like catty gossip because those boys were all sweet angels and minded their own business. So, so I just like is, show up and they'd be like arguing about Socrates or something. Is that, um, that is true when it's a group of only guys. But as soon as you introduce one girl in there. The guys all oh, yeah. turn into the caddy gossip. There just needs exactly. to be a token girl. And then the guys are like, well, now we have an excuse. Yeah, well, because someone will share a little because that's the problem is like, I love those guys. None of them were up on the lore because none of them like were paying any attention to it. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, no, now that I'm in this group with girls, I keep learning crazy lore about just it's like insane. people. Who, there are people, and even people that who, I've never met that they like went to high school with. I'm like, well, now I know everything. No, it's like one of my friends, it's my friend, Mikey, she there's like this group of people she's told me about before. And every single time I go like, wait, who's that? And she's like, Matt, I've shown you a picture of this person every time we talk about them. But anyway, no. So I just learned like insane lore about these things. I don't remember how we got on this. Oh, I think it was because we were talking about like being more open about. Yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah. Boy, it's, it's fun like, being friends with girls. It's really girls. funny how, how caught up on gossip I am for, like, Cleburne, class of 2019. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go there. I went nowhere near there. But oh, I yeah. know everything about those people. To the point where yeah. if I see someone's from Cleburne, I'm like, hmm. hmm. Interesting. Or I, like, will recognize I know the secrets name. you people keep. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That is really funny. I have recognized people's name from gossip on dating apps. I mean, that's so cool. <laughs> it's really because like part of me wants to like match with them and be like, so. I know you don't know no, a lot absolutely. about me, but boy, do I know about you. Yeah, exactly. that's what you do. It's like you match with them. You go on three spectacular dates. And then on the very last one, you just go, this is for Sarah and stand up. and leave. <laughs> Like, um, no. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, you nailed it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Exactly. I think that. I also wonder how different. Toast. <laughs> I also wonder how different like. Guys view like bro code to girls viewing girl code because like girl code I feel like is so like enforced. That yeah, now, like, like TikTok will call you out about <laughs> not being a girl's girl. They're like, she's not a girl's girl, so she's a pick me. And that's, like, how Zoomers – there's, like, two categories of women in Zoomers' heads. There's girl's girls and pick me's. And you can be one or the other, but never both. Yeah, the two genders. The so two wait, genders. hang on. They've created a new pro- binary. The, uh, obviously, this is a – yeah. Hmm, interesting how <laughs> that keeps happening. Uh, so, <laughs> I, what did he mean by that? But, uh, so – what do we what do we mean when we say girl? Obviously, it's not written anywhere, but I'm curious yeah. as to what it is that you're referring to there. It's the very much contract. the Look, like guys, after don't the last date episode, sexes, right? 
that's like so, the just sorry quick, what were you yeah, gonna say after the last after the patreon episode where we both came out as non-binary now we're gonna spend mm-hmm. the next hour doing gender essentialism yes and um this is the <laughs> this is the spectrum of the doug zone and boy we're on it anyway sorry please we, continue yeah right. um don't date people's exes i think is the number one rule okay yeah um that's that's frowned upon i think if you're sleeping with somebody and you figure out they have a girlfriend contacting the girlfriend that's a big rule okay yeah um, definitely yeah that's that's a big one is you track down that girl's instagram and you send what's known as the hey girly text oh yes i've i've seen <laughs> i've seen screenshots of these um. <laughs> Yeah, it's like being Dear John, but the opposite. <laughs> I don't know what I meant I would by love that. That's I... especially funny because that does imply that, like, the Dear John letter is written by the other guy. Like, <laughs> like Dear John, I got a right to tell you about your girlfriend. Damn. Um, <laughs> I've been hitting it daily, and uh, I'm so sorry. I think we're going to get married. Um Anyway, good luck out there, buddy. Um, <laughs> sincerely, John, parentheses, with a slightly bigger dick. And you're like, what? Why'd he include that? He John, doesn't even know me. parentheses, more attractive. Yeah, he's like, what? You, did she show you pictures? That's not fair. <laughs> Using dick pics as trading cards. Yeah, I think sure. that that's the funniest response to if you receive an unsolicited dick pic, send them back somebody else's. Probably right, not legal, just... but I think that's pretty funny. No, definitely not. But boy, it's funny. No, now the comment about trading cards is, is I'm just imagining like a female version of American Psycho where they're just comparing yeah. unsolicited dick pics. Um, uh, oh, God. I'm trying to think. The uh, thickness of it. That's <laughs> A lot of, like, girl code, I feel like, is protecting other girls from shitty men. hmm I feel like that that's the main, like, focus of it. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I think the, uh, like, you know, broadly speaking, again, obviously neither of these are real things. Yeah. But, like, just sort of, like, the commonly understood, like, Things you don't do to another dude. Yeah, it's interesting because it's less protecting men from shitty girls and just not being one of the shitty men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's both like, yeah. trying to protect people from shitty men. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, yeah, look, if uh, if you know that a guy's interested in someone, maybe don't ask her out. Be cool about it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. don't date your friend's exes. I feel that. It's yeah, that funny one, that that's not a part of girl code, like dating somebody that someone else is interested in. I don't feel like is that strong of a part of being a girl. Yeah, which is that is very interesting to me. At least I know from like my. Like, yeah, your experience and, like, of it. My experience is that girls don't care about that very much interesting like if the guy shows interest in one of the girls they're like well it's been decided now that's how it gets decided yeah no i know guys who have like turned girls down because their friend like had a crush mm-hmm. and even that's like, even though they know yeah and that's i think that's very much like that's the uh that's honorable i was gonna say that's like the way of the samurai right there yeah like, exactly is, an instinct that i have done actually before yeah where you just go like no i will fall on my sword so that yeah, my boy, no, who you are not interested in, doesn't have to suffer the pain of you being happy with me. Um, no, I've had that happen to me. Yeah. Yeah, where I was aware that a guy was interested in me and turned me down because one of his friends was also interested in me. Yeah. What can I say? Look, Weird boys, we've got, we've got one thing going for us, and it is honor. Um, <laughs> Famously. Yeah, the broshito, uh, the code of the samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it, it, it's become more nuanced, but for a while, girls were like, you have to just agree with the girl on everything. Like, mm. even if she's cheating, protect the girl. And it was yeah. like, that was a little, hmm. hmm. Yeah, I, I, I actually, even, that one. even on Instagram Reels, which has some insane, I'm, I'm not sure, like, there are definite cultural differences, I think, between, like, the Instagram yeah. Reels user base and the TikTok user base. Yes. They're both insane, but in very different ways. And the YouTube shorts ones. Oh, I am not joking when I say I've seen maybe half of one YouTube short and that's it. I don't trust that place. No, but um, but even even in the Instagram reels, I've definitely seen a similar shift there where it's like, no, you Mm -hmm. side against the cheater, whoever it is. Yes, which is the correct thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, don't 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 cheat on your partner, guys. Don't do that. (laughs) There is something that 
so of people of like couples that I'm friends with where I'm friends with both people or like mm-hmm. know both people or I have both people specifically on Snapchat watching the different things that they post might be the funniest thing ever watching a relationship from both perspectives is the funniest thing on planet earth oh yeah if you don't think I'm counting down the days for valentines for that exact oh, reason, oh it's oh. gonna be so fun <laughs> like one of them, the craziest one, was a girl was, like, on a date and posted a picture of her boyfriend. And then her boyfriend picked, posted on a date with a picture of himself. Like, <laughs> okay, no, he rules. I'm he on his side in this one. check on the day of his child's birth. <laughs> I hate to say it yet again. I'm on his side for this one. That's so too. funny. And oh, then that is uh, so another funny. couple that I'm. The guy very obviously is not as invested as the girl is, but he proposed and posted nothing about it. That's yeah, that's um, that's not a good sign, I must that's, say. That's not um, good. That's the thing, right? Like you can, you can avoid. Like I don't like posting about relationships when I'm in them, right? Like you I can don't, be a private I'll person. I'll post like pictures, but I won't say anything. I'm not like a gushy person on. Yeah, exactly. Social like, media. That's cringe. Yeah, like can't even, be can't be loving on Maine. Ew. Nasty. Yeah, no, even like anniversaries. All I will say is anytime you've seen me do an anniversary post, it wasn't my idea. And that's all I have to say about (laughs) it. I'm just a fairly, again, I don't like posting things, but if I got engaged, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd probably post about that, I think. I'd post the Um, engagement pictures. Like, yeah, you know, like you do to announce an engagement. Like, that's not even, that's not like Making you a big deal spent, of your love life. Like, That's giving people so a genuine life. So much money life on life. that ring. Show it oh. off a little bit. No, at, yeah, that's the, not only am I posting the engagement ring. She'd better post it at least from from at least two different yeah. angles. I'm gonna go. No, yes. no. No, no, I no. no. To, Take video, slow motion. I go around the ring, like those like, bad officers one. <laughs> ones that celebrities do with the camera going around them, and they like, yeah, like fluff the their dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, but it's a close up of her hand. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is like very sitting into in a directing that's chair. The worst uh, part. What's that? Someone is very into that, and that's the worst part. Oh, definitely. Um, as many foot yeah. people as there are, there's got to be at least as many hand people. Well, that's I feel. Hmm. Hands are less weird, I think, to be into because hands yeah. can do things. Yeah, hands can. Hands are more likely to be involved in a sexual act, I think. I would um, hope. Just on balance. Um, on dexterity. like. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Not only are they more likely, they're more useful. But, um, yeah, and, huh. I don't know, I'm thinking about, I just really don't pay much attention to people's appendages, um, which is probably normal. But I'm just looking at my hands, I'm like, hmm, do I have sexy hands? What what constitutes one? You know, I'm not sure. I don't know. But you're right. There definitely have to be hand people out there. Yeah, I you know, know there are. I, I've seen TikToks about people's hands oh no yeah what they, no, there are girls that hands? are very into men's hands there was a whole mm. trend of like just men's hands i don't like, like that at all a year ago mm. and i saw a couple tiktoks for it and i was like this is not for me i don't know who this is for but it's reached the wrong audience yeah no and you know what i bet the reason we know less about them is because people's hands are just always out yeah These depraved freaks hand there. people Oh, guys, nobody's hiding their hands in pictures. Guys, they're getting off, and we don't even know that they're. They this can is walk like among the thing. Us. They they do walk among us. This is like <laughs> the thing. I'm like I'm out there. I'm I'm like R. J. McCready, and I'm wearing uh-huh. like big giant mittens, but none of the rest of it because you know I live in Virginia, so <laughs> so I'm just wearing like a hoodie, but giant mittens, and I'm holding a flamethrower. I'm like I know I'm not a hand guy. And I know, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that some of you guys aren't hand guys as well. I'm going to find you. <laughs> These freaks. Guys, we've been posting our hands for free for far too long. We have. It's time to start charging. Yeah. I, think. I do. I do remember, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, though, I did see an Instagram reel a while back where someone was like talking about men with veiny forearms. And that feels Ugh. really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. This is just. Veins are a weird thing to be attracted to. Like, you know, varicose. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Like, because, yeah, it seemed like it was like. They don't even. They didn't even necessarily have to be like muscular. It was more just like Ugh, the literal oh, like, presence no. of like a 
bulging veins. I was like, I don't like that I at all. I guess like muscular to the point where you can see veins is one thing if you're into that, which yeah, I, say, I don't understand that. being into like bodybuilders. They're scary. They look like Machomp. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like you get that muscular. It's the same as like I've said before, right? Like there's certain like celebrities who just become so attractive that they like stop registering as attractive. It's like, yes. you know, you're like a. You're you not become human. A, yeah, like Scarlett Johansson, who somehow as a side note does just get more beautiful the mm-hmm. longer that she's alive. Like, she continues to age yep. like a fine wine. She's not attractive, though. Like, she's like a Greek statue, you know? I think like, she's wow. most, like, traditionally attractive in the way that's, like, feasible to me and, like, lost in translation. Mm. Yeah, actually, no, that's a good point. She still looks um, human in that one. Yeah, and she's hanging out with this weird alcoholic. So, you know, there's, like, it's... um... <laughs> I don't remember if Bill Murray's an alcoholic in that movie or he if is. I just invented that fact. Okay, good. <laughs> He's drunk for a lot of it. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I was like, maybe it was just that I like watched the movie. And I was like, he's like me, so he's probably an alcoholic. <laughs> he's like no, me, that's in love yeah. with a married woman. Yeah, hey, Lost in Translation. I gotta rewatch Lost in Translation. What a great movie! It's a good movie. I've watched it fairly recently in the last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a well, good time. Shout out to Lost it's in Translation. It's one of those movies that I feel like would piss off very particular people that are like, well, I don't know what the ending is. Like, I'm yeah. sure there's people Googling, like, Lost in Translation ending meaning. Yeah, which, like... If you find yourself Googling ending meaning, I got bad news. That movie's not for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Most of the time, the ending's pretty clear to to put a, uh, to put together, right? Like, I'd say, like, even... Um, or it's purposely not clear. Right? Yeah, I was going to say. Like, there's you don't know... There's very few well-made movies where the ending is accidentally ambiguous. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, um, because I don't even know if I'd say that, like, I guess the ending of Lost in Translation is kind yeah, of Yeah, where he, like, whispers in her ear and you don't know but what he like, says and they just walk away. Yeah, but, like, the meaning of that ending is pretty clear, right? Like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, it, it's not, what it is, I think, is, like, the people who are, like, looking up, like, ending explained because they're trying to figure out what it is that he said. It's like, no, you. Yes, exactly. You won't know. The filmmaker did not give you that answer. and And the filmmaker probably doesn't know. They probably yeah, did like, not come up with it. And then they're like, now that's something I'll save for myself. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure that he has an idea, right? Similar to how, yeah. like, uh, John Carpenter has said about the thing, where he's like, oh, no, I, he's like, I have a truth in mind about the ending, but I'm not going to tell you, because yeah. why would I do that? Like, No, he's not going to reveal in an interview 30 years later yeah. what Bill Murray says to Scarlett Johansson in exactly. Lost in Translation. Any like he didn't make it like a puzzle. Like in no. either of those cases, I think, is there any like definite rule you can use to it's figure out? It's not like an that? ARG. Like yeah. you scan a QR code in the bottom corner and it takes you to a website where if you unscramble the the code in it, it reveals the words he says. Yeah, you unscramble the code and it shows you a secret angle where you can read Bill Murray's lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I feel like I don't know. Any time that people are Googling, like, ending explained kind of pisses me off. Yeah, I, yeah, because even movies with, like, sort of heady or ambiguous endings, again, I feel that emotionally it's very clear, right? Like, uh, I'm thinking yeah. of ending things. Yes. I'd say it probably took me one or two watches through, uh, like, like and rewatches. And that is a very, like, could... abstract, especially if you haven't yeah. read it. Very abstract. And like, because you spend the first part of that movie trying to understand why this girl is going to kill herself, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, so I'd say like, because I, it took me a couple watches through to figure out like the literal chain of events that's occurring, right? Yeah. But on my first watch through, the emotional meaning of the ending was very- You were sad. I cried alone in my room after- It's so depressing. It's so depressing. And I was like- I don't entirely know what just happened, but I felt something so clearly that I didn't feel the need to, like, figure out exactly what was going on because, you know, I understood on a I pure understood level. The point. Yeah, it's actually, funnily enough, to be the worst person on Earth, it's very similar to the experience I had the first time I read through Gravity's Rainbow, which is to say the prose is insane. Mm-hmm. And um, anyone who tells you that on their first read through unassisted, they knew what was going on the whole time is lying to you mm-hmm. but it creates a very like it's it creates such a clear experience and it's like the emotions, atmospheric right yeah exactly and that's what i've i've told people that about like reading not just gravity's rainbow but other challenging works is like mm-hmm. 
one of the biggest Focus hurdles less on the on don't try and storyboard it your first read yeah exactly don't yeah. go like what is happening like embrace where's the, fact the that, climax of this book yeah. like what? no you'll probably be confused for most of it that's fine enjoy the ride like that enjoy should the be your priority yeah. Yeah, um, and I have, like, there's a book that I've used, I think I've talked about this before, that's, like, a companion piece to Gravity's Rainbow that, like, is basically just cataloging all of the dozens of references he makes per page and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it starts each little section off with just, like, a two-sentence outline of what happens. And I think that's, like, the perfect way to go about it, where you're like, okay, yeah, I have a vague semblance of what's happening, now I can enjoy it. And on the reread, it's weird how, like clear so much of it has been to me and i feel mm-hmm. that that's i wish that it was i wish that our because there are i there's definitely people who rewatch things right i'm definitely yeah. one of them i do wish that that was like a more like widely understood thing like just going like sometimes you will have to rewatch something a yeah, couple times and that's okay and that's okay yeah that doesn't mean the movie's bad yeah and in fact i feel yeah if a movie gets worse with a rewatch it's not that's a bad sign good that's a bad movie. Like, um, I feel like any movie with like a twist where the twist isn't well telegraphed is worse upon a rewatch, right? Yeah, because if a twist a is like well done to the point where there's like Easter eggs, but not to the point that you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. But, you know, there's yeah. things like sprinkled in. So that way when you watch it back, you're like, I see how this happened, right? Yeah, it's it's like reading a Sherlock Holmes story. Like, you know, as you reread it, you go like, oh, right, there's a there's a clue that I missed the first time. Like, a well-put-together story shouldn't rely on a twist. It shouldn't rely on surprise. Unironically, Columbo is a good example of yes. a twist not needing to happen or it not needing to be, like, a surprise for the pieces to fall together. Yeah. Like, I mean, the first time I, like, heard about the premise of Columbo, I was, like, I w- was in love with it before I'd even watched a single episode. Yeah. Like, Wait, it, it starts with the, oh, hell yes. But then you just get I to get watch, to know get, what like, happens. I know what happens. It's like, it's and like now you just watching get to watch something an hour of this weird rewatch. little freak. Yeah. It's like getting to oh. watch something the second time the first time, which is incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's it's spectacular. Um. Yeah. Damn, how great is Columbo? Oh, so good. Maybe for next week's Patreon episode, we'll just pick an episode of Columbo and watch yes. it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we have to have Roswell on if we do that. Yeah, we'll definitely have Roswell on. We gotta we gotta have him on. I think he called this out for it in the Discord, going like, I love how instead of hanging out that like this group of people, we all just make podcasts. Podcasts that only for we each other. To. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that's a I think that's the way God intended. It's um, a beautiful thing. Mutual parasocial relationships is what someone called it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a social relationship. That's what you call this. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, we all have unhealthy friendships with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I would love I that. Mean, if there was, like, some, if, like, Taylor Swift was listening to some, like, fan podcast and so she, like, knew everything about two of her fans. That would um, be so funny. And she was like, it's basically like they're my friends. That's what the fanatic like, should have been. Yeah. <laughs> the Moose um, or whatever his name in breaks into Devin Sawa's house and he's like, yep. Moose? John Travolta? Is that you? I've been following your blog. I've been following uh, your fan cast for years. <laughs> what great autistic representation. It becomes a reverse that. horror movie. Um, exactly. <laughs> I. His haircut is so cool that they were like, how can we make him look autistic? Give him the worst haircut known to man. God, (laughs) It's like there are two sides of me and there are two wolves inside of me about the fanatic. One of them is very (laughs) upset about the autistic representation. One of them objectively thinks it's funny. Yeah. And that's the problem is that both wolves are right. Um, Yeah, they're both correct. Like, yeah, horrifying that that they made that when they did. So funny that they made that when they did. Uh, but, uh, so funny. And I I was watching one thing where they said, I think John Travolta Googled the symptoms of autism and just went with the first result. And it's incredibly accurate. 
Oh, I was thinking again about um that that movie that Sia made With about autism. Daddy What's Ziggler? it called? Music. Yeah. Oh, I um, don't remember what it's called, but it's bad. Oh yeah, I was thinking about it again a couple of days ago, going like, how it is crazy that that happened. It's really funny that for a period of time, people are like, we're gonna make stuff about autism, but we're not gonna talk to a single autistic person about their own experience. Exactly, and it's like that's the especially funny thing because like. You know, anytime that happens and they get criticized, they're like, well, we, we didn't want to have like someone with autism on set because like, well, hey, they always end up like talking about like pe- they, they talk and about they infantilize people, autistic like people immediately. Dolls. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They infantilize like, or them put set. them on a pedestal or both. Yeah. But it's like even if because sure. Right. Like being on a movie set can be overstimulating. It'd be overwhelming. I'm allegedly not autistic and i'd probably be a little overwhelmed if i was on a movie set and everyone was looking at me right yeah you but could still like talk to them beforehand though and like show you them know. the script and be like do you think or show them screen the movie for them and be like yeah. is this an accurate representation of your experience yeah i was gonna say yeah like the director should still be able to like you know just have a comp go to coffee with a person who's autistic <laughs> it's like character consultants those exist yeah and that's the, that's the other thing, right? Like, obviously, you know, it doesn't have to be like every aspect of the movie is like stamped with a big seal saying like autistic approved. No, but you it doesn't should need that. know what you're doing. If you're doing something yeah. not accurate, you should be aware of that fact. Unlike, you know, CS movie where clearly she was like, and, you know, it's just so I'm so glad that I was able to accurately represent. autism. <laughs> yeah, no, you, right? I don't think so. <laughs> It's like the people on, once again, the people on TikTok, Zoomer ran around on TikTok, who are like, autistic people are just of a higher level than us. They've evolved past us. And I'm like, that, whoa. I don't think that's the compliment you think it is. In the future, humanity will not need eye contact. Like, I mean, what what are we doing here? They're like, autistic people are star seeds. It's like, what are you? That's genuinely a TikTok I saw the other oh, day. That's so funny. Going like, yeah, you are an alien. Um, <laughs> it's like, you're that not is human, actually. So mean. And I don't think you realize how mean that is. Just yeah, because crazy. you're saying that they're better doesn't mean it's not offensive. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's not a deranged take to have. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, God. Autistic discourse on TikTok specifically pisses me off so much yeah well because i mean if it's anything like the ones that i see re-uploaded instagram reels i'm sure you either have like crazy shit like that or you have like oh who are uh infantilizing themselves while talking about autism uh i feel like because there's definitely like people i've seen making like good content yeah like you know living with autism or whatever Mm -hmm. but also so often it's like it's the sort of people who make you know, TikToks about something, which is to say you've already yep. self-selected for mostly the worst group. There's <laughs> even even a TikToker that I really like that shows like medium support needs autism and what living like that is like mm-hmm. sometimes feels exploitative because it's her mother making the TikToks. Ugh, yeah. And like Those... she consents to it. She's still able to consent to it. But yeah. something about it still feels a little bit gross. Yeah, no, those videos always rub me the wrong way, even when, like, there's nothing actually wrong with what... Um, and she makes some good points and shows some interesting things. Like, she recently did mm-hmm. one about um, thinking and memories instead of using, like, regular words. Mm-hmm. Like, her example was whenever it's raining outside and she's mad that it's raining, instead of saying, I'm mad that it's raining, she says, like, this reminds me of a time that upset me. Interesting. Yeah. So instead of just going directly hmm. to the word that she means she goes to the situations that have previously made her upset. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, no comment on that. <laughs> one, as I, but um, this reminds me of something. Um, but no, the, yeah, that that is very interesting. Though. Mm-hmm. And then I also like the discourse about like support needs and how no autistic person has zero support needs, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's still a disability, which I feel like the whole neurodivergence movement has kind of taken away from the fact that it is still a disability. Yeah, well, and that's that's the issue. And we've talked we talk about this fairly regularly. Uh, Yeah, like like anytime we like that is the problem with any level of disability discourse is like, Mm -hmm. yes, obviously, normalize people with humanize it, 
do we do need to acknowledge that there's something different. That's yeah. that's the problem here. Um, we need to recognize okay. that the world is not built for these people. Yeah, which is fine. But, you know, you need to acknowledge that that's the case before you can help, you know, accommodate the fact that these people yeah. have needs that the world wasn't built to provide. And I feel like I'm in kind of a weird position with autism specifically because I to people who just like meet me on the streets, I feel like it's not super obvious that I'm autistic, but I'm in the middle of autism. Like I am in I am considered a medium. I need substantial support in terms of the autism spectrum, which I feel like confuses people a lot that I'm level two. Yeah, well, again, and I think that comes back to like just sort of the like to the John Travolta's of the world and just sort of Mm -hmm. like the like it's probably getting better now. But like, yeah, just like the common cultural conception of what autism entails is like that or Mm-hmm. maybe even worse it's like the big bang theory right and so it's like, like if the you're... big bang theory or it's like love on the spectrum and i hate both of them yeah exactly and it's like no yeah if you're if you're like remotely personable people are like well you can't have autism like you speak and you're like well autism speaks sometimes you can... you know that? wait hang on um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. like it's i think it's hard to articulate like my feelings about having a disability if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but it's really easy for me to articulate what i hate about the way people treat people with disabilities yeah no absolutely um and no that's what makes me lucky about having adhd is um anybody who uh obviously yeah it's a disability you need accommodations but boy anybody who talks about it as though it's on the same level as anything else i'm just allowed to point and laugh at them um because you know come on guys (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny. And right now, bipolar is getting lumped into the neurodivergent movement, which I think Mm. is fascinating because, yes, technically, but also. But I mean, you know, that's not the world isn't built for us. That's a we aren't built for ourselves, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'm imagining depression and anxiety doing the same thing. And I feel we shouldn't do that, probably. Um, I mean, you know, I'm depressed. People aren't. They're just different than us. That's what you don't yeah. understand. Depressed people are more evolved. Um, they're just well, unfortunately, this is a the problem. Is I do kind of unironically believe this. Depressed people are just better at seeing the world, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's that's when we come out with love while depressed, you know. Uh, a dating show love on only the depressed for depressed. Um, <laughs> a show only. I the anxiety dating show may be the funniest thing somebody could make. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Uh, and just like, yeah, Especially right before they walk out, you just go, and remember, you're on camera, and thousands of people will see this. Remember, uh, this is forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also yeah, can't I, uh, watch most autism media, because all of it makes me cringe, and I know that's messed up to say, but all of it makes me cringe, and I can't handle secondhand embarrassment. No, it's definitely, I, yeah, no, I do get that. Uh, <laughs> there, look, because I... I'm a connoisseur of like the bad Instagram reels, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes I do like pause before sending one to my friends and going like, this sucks. And I'm like, I mean, I and probably I, shouldn't make fun of this. I want to make it uh, clear it's not the autistic people that make me cringe. It's usually the editing of the autistic people that makes yeah, me no, cringe. Exactly. Where you're like, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? But no, I, I totally get that. And I feel, um, Oh, actually, hang on. Before we forget, though, did we already talk about this? I discovered a while back when my friend sent me this thing where it was like a study showing that depressed people are more likely to accurately predict like whether things will go right for them in life than normal people. That um, sounds about right. Because everything which, goes wrong all of the time. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem, right? Is that like, yeah, they're way because they're like, yeah, people like way over predict like how often like other people like them or like how likely they are to be successful in romance or how likely they are to how succeed attractive in a job. They are. That's, that's another big yeah. one on TikTok right now is people yeah. are overestimating how attractive they are. And that's like, and that's why you'll never get a boyfriend is because you think you're hot. And it's like, that yeah. might not be the message we could take away from this. Yeah, don't do that. But it is funny though, because like <laughs> those same studies have, later on, they're like, yeah, it's weird. None of those problems show up with people with depression. They just, uh, they're like right on the money pretty much always. Uh, and it's like, yeah, hmm. well, it sounds to me like, uh, A, the thing The I've world screen- sucks. Yeah, A, the thing I've been screaming at you people since I was diagnosed at age 12 is right, which is to say, I just know what's going on. And B, I think you guys are the ones who 
have an inaccurate perception of the world. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that does allow you to function every day. So I can see exactly. why this. Yeah, like ignorance course, is bliss, right? Yeah, of course, evolutionarily, we're going to be programmed to think that something good might happen. Can you imagine a depressed monkey sitting in the tree going like, nah, man, I'm going to get eaten by a tiger tomorrow. It doesn't even matter. I'm just going to chill out here and eat a coconut. That's what um, makes me laugh about. I think a lot of like even movies have the message of like the thing that makes us human is hope. And I'm like, then I'm not human, baby. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry, buddy. Um. Uh, is there anything else? They were right. <laughs> I'm a star seed. I don't. <laughs> Does anything else make us human? Anything at all? Anything I just need... else? I'm I'm taking answers from the crowd. You know. Despair, maybe. Did um, I hear despair? Ah, oh, there we go. We've made it, everybody. Um, oh God. Yeah. yeah. I'm just imagining other good dating shows you could make around various mental illnesses or disabilities. And um, boy, the I'm PTSD not gonna most dating show. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, love the, with the trauma. Oh god! I like the I like the idea of love with the trauma, and it's like a call in show, so you're allowed to like it's it's live. It's like a telethon where it's like they reach certain okay, payment yeah, yeah. goals to like set off a firework inside the uh, inside <laughs> the cafe. <laughs> it's like the people who live stream, and they're like, if you donate this, this will happen. Yeah, exactly. It's like so that. So there's people like, donating we, like exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. To, like, you know, like, yeah like if we reach ten thousand dollars, we'll play a voicemail from their ex over the PA system. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. That is pretty much just what having PTSD is like, though. It's just like yeah, there's all that purpose. chance. Yeah. It is a shame that most good television programming would be evil. Um, <laughs> like the gun on the table. Yeah. Oh, the gun on the table. A classic. <laughs> I'd love yet another one. I wish we were rich and we could just fund everything. I've talked before. Another one that I'd love to do is just like a show where you just like pick a random person and you just try to drive them insane. Um, if yeah. I talked about this, like just saying like, yeah, like, you know, just wait until the guy like smokes weed once and then like send the producer, like the production crew to his front door and yep. just like knock, they knock on the door with their, with their cameras. There's like a police car sitting behind them. Like, hello, are you committing any crimes in this house? <laughs> <laughs> We're filming for live TV, you know, to see how quickly. Truman Show-esque. Uh, yeah, exactly. I did see a funny thing of someone saying, I'm going to say Kafka-esque every time I see a bug. Like, that's very Kafka-esque. <laughs> uh, yesterday, someone did a bit unprompted by me, which is rough, where she suggested that my life was like the Truman Show, but it was designed to make people feel better about their own lives. Um, <laughs> which, that was kind of a crazy bit. Like, I don't know her super well, I got to admit. And I was that's like, man. That's really you, funny, though. You nailed it, unfortunately. But, man, why did you say that Unfortunately, you're correct. <laughs> but also, that was so mean. Yeah. <laughs> And I have just sort of been laughing at the idea of like, you know, cause in the Truman Show, there's that thing where it's like, yeah, I, I made this show just to give everybody a, a glance at normalcy, you know, just to help them all see a normal life. And I like the idea of in our universe and studies, like, yeah, that was the initial plan. But then I was like, wait a minute, let's just cut this guy loose. And then uh, that that worked out better than I ever anticipated. It just cuts to like a live feed of me falling down the stairs. like. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I saw another crazy thing about apparently there's a new way that people are treating people with dementia where they just put them all in a town and let them, like, run free and run the town. Mm, that. Cannot. And apparently it works. What? Because, okay. <laughs> like, they let them do the same thing all the time, you know. They're, they're talking to the same people probably about the same stuff, but no one minds. Man, that is crazy. Making a hamster city, but for people with dementia is. They like have grocery no, stores where all this stuff scans, but there's like no money. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm glad that it's I'm glad it's working. I'm glad that these people are happy. What the fuck is wrong with the scientist who suggested that? Who though? made that I up? Jail that man. He needs to be watched very closely because I there's no way that, that guy isn't like sweating right now. Like, wow, I'm really glad that worked. Out. Like. <laughs> It's literally like the Shane Gillis bit about the Special Olympics. It's like, yeah, you're sitting around and there's one guy like, I got an idea. Like, I mean. Yeah, 100%. Again, I'm glad we worked. I'm glad it worked. But why did you come up with this idea? <laughs> Here, I'm sending you a, a, a tweet I saw. 
Oh boy. Take a look at the tweets. This just made um, me laugh. This isn't like anything we can actually talk about, oh, but it did just make me laugh. So I wanted to send it to you. Because <laughs> that's something I couldn't like on Twitter, but I wanted to. It's oh, um yeah, that's a good one. For those of you at home, it's a picture of somebody had special Olympic donuts for sale. And the the tweet says, Hello, I would like a dozen R word donuts. <laughs> It's a shame how funny slurs can be, isn't it? Oh, slurs can be so funny. <laughs> um, Certain ones are not. Certain ones are not. To actually yeah, say no, them. Like, but some of them are. No, it's like a while back when I uh, I used the phrase. I think I got this from Cometown, but I don't remember. I used the phrase blasting ends to refer to saying the N-word. Um, <laughs> and I just forgot that that's not how everybody says that. And so I just got a really weird look. And it's like, what, do you guys not say that? And they're like, no, Matt, no one says that. And I was like, oh. Oops, Zoomer come was. town strikes again. Zoomer come town strikes again. We're back, baby. But no, it's because someone um we were actually we were talking about, you know, using reclaimed slurs and how delightful that can be. Mm-hmm. Uh and I said something to the effect of like, yeah, you know what is fun? You just need to find a group of left-leaning people who let you say slurs. And someone just sort of looked at me and yeah. I'm like, what? I'm not like blasting ends. It's the ones I'm allowed to say. And then I got a much weirder look because of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I think we should go out on that note. I feel like Yeah, absolutely. I have um, uh, join us on the Patreon. Uh, we didn't talk about the videos we were going to talk about on here. We'll just do it next week. Well, we um, talked about autism. Um, yeah, exactly. Basically the same thing as Linkara. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, join us on the join us on the. We'll have a Discord fun time. Well. I have some things I'm going to talk about. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll be getting into it. So yeah, everybody yeah. have fun. Don't blast ends. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We're going to make Super Bowl predictions on the Patreon. Yes, Neither we are. Of us knows anything about football, but we're going to predict. I don't know who's clearly. playing, but um, I, I don't either. I just know that Taylor Swift is dating someone on one of the teams. Anyway, and I so, yeah, will don't be talking about Taylor Swift on the Patreon. Don't you worry. We'll be talking about Taylor Swift. We'll be using slurs on Taylor Swift. Um, we no longer have an outro. <laughs>